Welcome to the Testimony Word broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Our mission is to bring healing, transformation, and meaning to the lives of people in different societies with the good news of Jesus Christ. When you allow yourself to grow in a relationship with Him, you start getting filled up. When you are full of the Spirit, eh, you will be restrained and constrained from doing some things that are not of honest report. God's servant delivers the word of truth with clarity, simplicity, and dexterity. Here is Pastor Francis Aubin proclaiming God's mind to you today. Father, I want to thank you. We bless you this morning. We give you praise. Let your word that is anointed be a blessing unto us like never before. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. This morning, I'm going to be sharing with you from Matthew chapter 2. Um, as a church, we have been following this particular pursuit in ministry and we are going to be sharing from Matthew chapter 2, verse number 8 to 12. And then we'll do verse number 16 as well. So in Matthew chapter 2, verse number 8, it says, And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the young child. And when ye have found him, bring me word again that I may come and worship him also. Verse 9. When they had heard the king, they departed, and lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them, till he came and stood over where the young child was. Verse 10. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And when they were come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother, and fell down and worshipped him, and when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold, and frankincense, and men. Verse number 12. And being warned of God in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed into their own country another way. Verse 16. Verse 16 said, Then Herod, when he saw that he was mocked of the wise men, was exceeding wrath and sent forth and slew all the children that were in Bethlehem and in all the coast thereof from two years old and under, according to the time which he had diligently inquired of the wise men. Awesome, awesome, awesome moment. Awesome moment. I'm going to be sharing with you this morning about wicked servants. We have been handling um, the broader topic of surging in ministry, and this is going to be part nine. In this series, we have been teaching on ministry, how one could surge in ministry. And we have been using Matthew chapter 2 as our case study. And we have been considering, first of all, kingdom mindset or kingdom mentality. Because the Bible said, where is he who has been born king? So we know that a king was born in Jesus. Um, and so we have spoken about kingdom mentality then they saw his star. We have spoken about stardom or worship. And then um, we have also been talking about, they say, let's go and worship him. So we have been talking about servanthood. And then the Bible said that Herod and his council also brought him a lot of fight. So we'll talk about the warfare of the priest or the believer or the child of God who is in ministry. And in doing so, we said that for servanthood, for instance, 
we talked about, about some cardinal point that the wise men who were the true servants who came around to serve Jesus, they had joy and admiration for his person, even though he was a baby. So for true servanthood to be established, you must have joy and admiration for your God and your pastor or your leader. Number two, they were people who were truly humble. So they had true humility. And so true servants have true humility. They came and even though he was a baby, they prostrated before him and then they worshipped him. Number three, they opened their treasures and they gave him gifts. So they were yielded. They opened up. If you are going to be a true servant, you need to be somebody who is open to your pastor, open to the Lord, and you will be blessed. Number four, we said that true servants are givers. They understand stewardship. They opened their treasures and they brought out gift. And when they brought out gift, they gave gold, they gave frankincense, they gave man. So we have been talking about servants who actually are true servants doing all these things. Now, the whole story in Matthew chapter 2 have several characters, but key among them is baby Jesus, the parent of Jesus, the three wise men, and then Herod and his council. So we have seen the three wise men as the epitome, people who epitomize through servanthood. Then we have seen the parent of Jesus also playing their role. And then we are seeing Herod and his council as people who wanted to serve, but they were wicked servants. So this morning, we are going to concentrate on Herod and his council. Why are we calling Herod and his council wicked servant? Because if you look at verse number 6, verse number 6 of Matthew chapter 2, it says, and, and thou Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, art not thou are not the least among the princes of Judah, for out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people Israel. Seven. Then Herod, when he had privily called the wise men, inquired of them diligently what time the star appeared. Then verse number eight. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the young child. And when ye have found him, bring me word again that I may come and worship him also. So here we see Herod trying to trick the people that he also wanted to serve the baby that has been born king. But in true fact, he wanted to kill him. So in this moment where the COVID-19 or the coronavirus is is causing a lot of trouble, and then even church cannot hold in the physical space, it is important for us to revisit some of the things that makes us, through priests, through ministers, through servants, through church members, of course, through Christians, and then through servants, unto the men and women we are being called for and the ministry we are being called for. You have to understand that few are chosen but many are called. So if you are a child of God, first of all, you have been called unto the Lord. The Lord has called you. You have been called unto your church. You have been called unto the pastor that has been ordained unto you. God, the Bible said, I will choose for you shepherds. So it, what it behoves on you to be a true servant. Now, in the face of challenges, people change. In the face of 
challenges, we see the true nature of people who are paraded as true servants over a period of time. And uh, when everything is comfortable, we know a lot of people to be true servants. But when things are shaky like this, then we are going to see if after, after the suspension of meeting physically as a church is lifted, we are going to see if you are really a true servant, whether you are going to return to church voluntarily or you have to be pursued, or even if you are going to backslide in the first place. So for me as a shepherd, it's very important to me that we visit the, the issue of true servant and wicked servant. And today I am sharing with you about wicked servant because some people thought they were true servant until now we are coming under pressure and something else is going to come out. But this teaching is supposed to help you stay in balance and stay focused and do what God wants you to do. So here we see Herod who wanted to be a killer, who wanted to destroy baby Jesus, Herod and his council. If you read verse number in the, pre- in the early verses, the Bible said when Herod heard that the baby Jesus had been born, the Bible said he was troubled. He was truly troubled together with his council. They were very, very troubled in verse 1 and 2, if you look at it very carefully. Now, when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judah in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem too. They saw his star. Verse number 3. When Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. So we see that while true servants are excited about their church, about their king, the Lord Jesus Christ, the ministry God has put them in, and, and the pastor God has given them, while they are excited and they have admiration for God, his kingdom, the church, and the pastor, wicked servants are troubled when the star of the ministry is, about, is shining, when the star of the ministry appears, when the ministry God has given you appears, wicked servants are always troubled. They are always troubled, not only that, but his counsel was also troubled with him. So it makes me understand that wicked servants always have a network. People who are wicked servants don't become wicked servants overnight. It is a graduation of the heart. You might start with a very good motive, with a good heart, loving the Lord and all of that. And then from time, things keep creeping in. And then that can make you become a wicked servant. Herod was a physical king. He loved his position. He loved the status as a king. And I believe that his council also loved the red cap they had given them as council members. And so when they heard that a baby had been born king, he felt very threatened. So what are the signs of wicked servants? Now, I'm calling Herod wicked servant because when he saw true servant in the wise men, he also paraded himself as one who wanted to serve with a genuine heart. But he really had a difficult motive. He had a, he had a demonic motive to destroy the baby Jesus. So the first feature we are going to consider about wicked servant is that they are driven by offense, bitterness, and insecurities. In verse number three, we are there. Wicked servants in churches, in ministries, they are driven by offense. They are driven by bitterness. They are driven by insecurities. And when Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. So Herod was offended. 
he was offended that Jesus had been born and he was the true king and he was not the true king. He was not only offended, he was bitter as well. And he became very insecure that this child that has been born, even though he's a baby, is coming to take the shine of me, is coming to take my kinship of me. So he began to strategize, he began to pull things in place to destroy the baby that had been born king. So here we see Herod and his council who were troubled and saddened about the immediate success or attention and the future prospect of the star. Listen, people are not people. In the church, you can have people who start off as great servants, who serve from their heart, and after a while, when some other people come into the church and they are given different tasks to do, or people are elevated or migrating from one level of grace to another level of grace, People can easily be offended because new things are being birthed. In fact, it could even be a new structure that the, the pastor decides that, look, we are not following the old structure. We want to follow a new system now. But they are so used to the old system. I'm the king and no one else is supposed to be the king. This is what we are used to. We are the council. This is what we are used to. We are the church board. This is what we are used to. So now that we have to do church on on the social media as e-church or a virtual church or virtual worship in space. So many people will never migrate to the social media space or the internet space to join in the church because they are offended that they are BBC, as we call it in school. They belong to the older generation. They have nothing to do with social media. They won't follow. But that doesn't make you a hard follower. People are offended that systems are changing. People are offended. They are not flexible. If today they are the king, another day someone else is going to become the person who is going to be singing or preaching or giving the tax they used to be giving or giving the status or the accolade they used to be giving, they get offended. So systems can change. Structure can change and make people offended. New people can be introduced. Jesus was a new person introduced into the system and then Herod and his council were offended. They became so bitter. So what starts the wickedness of a servant is offense. Not only that, offense will move you into bitterness. When you don't solve little, little issues that disturb you, you are going to be very bitter and you are going to be very poisonous in a system. So if you are a child of God, you are serving in your ministry, you are in the keeper's house, you don't have to allow anybody to offend you. People can offend you. And when you are offended, it will move you from a true servant to becoming a destructive servant, a wicked servant. When you are offended, you become bitter and then you become insecure. Herod and his council were clearly insecure. Even though baby Jesus was in a manger and he was in the palace, it did not matter where they were geographically located. He was insecure. He had security, he had the masses with him, but he was still insecure. I want you to know that insecurity doesn't respect what you have. It doesn't respect where you are. It doesn't respect the people around you. Insecurity is an internal mechanism. You can be in the midst of people, you can be sitting on the most glorious throne, and you are still insecure inside. And insecurity simply means that you have been hurt before or... You refuse to mature. And so when you refuse to mature, you think like a baby when you are supposed to become an adult or a teacher. 
And so you become a wicked person because I am the one who sings all the time. Nobody else should have the mic to sing again. I'm the one who plays the keyboard. I'm the one who is the head of the media. I'm the one who is the head of this. I'm the one who is in that place. I'm the beloved child of the pastor. I'm the one that, who is the face of the church. And so you become so insecure when other people are introduced. And you don't want to grow. When you are sent, you become so insecure. Why have they posted me to this place and not that place? People have to accept that when you are in a ministry, there must be dynamism, there must be flexibility. And if you don't position your heart to be flexible, to be dynamic, to even be pragmatic, you are going to be offended, you are going to be bitter, and you are going to be insecure. And when insecurity sets in, you are going to become a murderer. When insecurity sets in, you are going to start scheming. When Herod and his council became insecure, they began to scheme. They began to scheme and they started looking for ways to destroy the baby Jesus. <clears throat> when you join the gossip club, when you join the people who are complaining and it looks like all of you are having issues with pastor, issues with the church. I mean, you can really be insecure and offended and bitter that while we are not doing physical church or synagogue church right now, no pastor has taken a phone to call you. Why have they not called me? So they needed my offering. As long as I was in the church, they loved me. But now that I'm away, nobody is calling me to check up on me. It can make you offended. Why is nobody calling me? How about you also calling the pastor? How about you also calling your shepherd? How about you also calling your leader? It, it's a sign that you are a child inside and you have not matured. If you want to be followed up all the time, it's children who are picked from school. When children become adults, they don't pick them from school again. So whether you are new in the church or you are old in the church and has refused to grow, it's time for, uh, for you to begin to mature now. No pastor should lose his church workers or his church members because of this coronavirus. If that happens, it means Satan has succeeded in sifting you or causing you to backslide. That means the power of Satan is on you. And that means that you never grew in church. So, so many people... Who is saying that, why are they asking us for offering? But why have they not come to our house to church? How can a pastor like me, who is pastoring hundreds of people, visit everyone in the course of one month? It's impossible. So you need to set your heart for, the, for any eventuality and decide that I'm going to be the strong person. I'm going to be the loyal person. I'm going to be the strong follower. And I'm not going to be an offended person. I'm not going to be a bitter person. I'm not going to be an insecure person. The second feature of wicked servants is that they deploy diligent search to kill the star. It is a pursuit for destruction at all costs. So we see that in verse number 8, Herod, now the Bible said, and he sent them to Bethlehem and said, go and search diligently for the young child. And when he have found him, bring me word again that I may come and worship him. So he was deploying diligent search. Herod and his council, they were diligently searching. They were pursuing the destruction of this young child, Jesus, who is an embodiment of ministry, embodiment of the kingdom work of the church, of the pastor. They, they sent out these 
wise men, together with other men they are sent into town that diligently go and search, pursue, and make sure that you find where this baby Jesus is so that we can go and worship him. But the worship was a cameo for them to destroy. So I want you to know that this is another characteristic that wicked servant, they never rest. They will pursue an agenda. When an issue comes, they never stop the issue. The issue can never die. It can never rest. They will pursue and pursue. They can pursue a church member to destroy the church member. They can, they can make sure some they misrepresent people before other people. They can misrepresent the pastor. They can misrepresent the church. They can do all kinds of things. It's a diligent pursuit. And you can be in church and you are diligently pursuing how to break down the choir, how to break down the media, how to break down the protocol team, how to break down the frontier of the workforce. You can be there diligently pursuing how anytime you are around, you cause trouble, you are pursuing, you are looking for fault, you are looking for all you can do to make sure that the church doesn't grow. Why was Herod pursuing baby Jesus? He doesn't want the baby to grow. There are people in the church, they are there, but they don't want the church to grow. If they have opportunity, they will pursue until they destroy at all costs. That's why you cannot sleep over the issue. You are calling people, that person there, that person. When people have issues with you, you will call everyone possible to ensure that they know about the bad news. You see, wicked servants, when they are pursuing diligently, they are interested in hiding behind the scenes and projecting evil news, bad news. They send waves into the system. Herod sent the three wise men in, in privacy, privily. He said, go and look for him. They are always having private meetings here and there. They are always doing here and there. They are sending people underground. Has pastor called you? Have the leaders called you? This and that. Have you heard what has come and all of that. It's a diligence set to destroy baby Jesus, the work of the ministry, the church. So when you are doing all these things, you have to know that this is how God sees you. He sees you as a wicked servant who wants to destroy his work. So the mystery sometimes is that they have a firm belief that what they are doing is the will of God. I believe Herod even though he was deceived, he had a firm belief that what he was doing was the will of God. There was a time that people wanted to kill Apostle Paul. And they thought that pursuing him, they even fasted to enable them to be able to kill him. They thought that was the will of God. When the council was pursuing the apostles, the disciples, they thought that was the will of God. When Saul was killing the church, persecuting the church, he thought that was the will of God. So sometimes... Uh, you, you can be a good servant in the house, but when you start pushing certain things that are negative, you will even feel like I'm bringing correction to the system. I am doing something great in the system. This, nobody is trying to do. I'm the disciplinarian. I'm this and that, and I, I'm doing the will of God. You feel like you are doing the will of God. I'm telling you, it's a mystery. You will be pursuing to destroy baby Jesus, which is the kingdom of God, the church. The pastor, pastor's wife, leaders, shepherds, without you even considering that this is what I am doing, you might be pursuing to destroy and you will think it's the will of God. So it's important for you to always evaluate, always pray to the Holy Spirit. I started well, but why have I fallen into the flesh like the Galatians? He said, who has besieged you? That you started in the spirit and now you have 
ended in the flesh. So people can start serving in the spirit and end in the flesh. That's why you see a person, somebody is there, is pursuing everything. When you are given a task as a worker, as a church member, and you refuse to do it, you are on a diligent search, diligent pursuit to destroy the work of the ministry, to destroy the work of God, to destroy the ministry, to destroy your pastor and your leaders. So that's something you need to take care of. Number three, wicked servant, they use false worship and service language as a tool to destroy the star or the work of the ministry. They use false worship. If you look at verse number eight, this is what Herod said. He said, the latter part, he said, and when ye have found him, bring me word again that I may come and worship him. This was false worship. This was Kramayahubrasi. This is crocodile tears. This is um, eye service. That come and tell us that we'll go and worship him. But did he truly want to go and worship him? He wanted to go and kill him. So you see that people who are wicked servants, they can be in our midst, but they are using false worship. They have false humility. They can even give. They instructed, go, look for them diligently. We also have the welfare of the church at heart. We have the welfare of the pastor at heart, welfare of the ministry at heart. But this is our church. And you can be transformed from a good and a great servant into a wicked servant. When you see your worship being hypocritical, when you see your worship becoming an eye service, when your pastor travels, you don't come to church. When you are coming to church, you don't have agency in coming to church. But when you come, you want to be the most visible person around. There is no agreeable system that will be put in place that we're coming to church 30 minutes before time to set up. We want to uphold, uphold to excellence. We want to do this. We want to go out there. You can even be in a meeting and agree to the plans and systems and build structures, but you are never part of the perfect execution of the perfect system and the culture that the church is trying to build. That's false worship. In the days of one of the kings in the Bible, he opened the treasure house unto the enemy king, and the enemy king came and took away all the gold, and they placed bronze there, brass there. There's a way you can can dilute your true worship into false worship. And the Lord is looking for true worshipers who worship him in spirit, number one, and in truth. So how do I know I am not offering fake worship, false worship, and using um, service language, but actually my heart is in the wrong place? Check your heart. True worshipers, they worship him in spirit, and they worship him in truth. If you are not truthful to yourself between you and God, between you and your church, between you and your leader, you are not truthful. If you are not truthful to your manager, to your shepherd, cell meetings, small groups, you say, I will come, but you are far away. Where are you? I'm just here, but you are far away. That is, you are, I'm coming around. I want us to come. Let's plan. You are using service language, but actually, you don't want to serve. You want to feel like you, you have solidarity to what is being done, but in true, true terms, your heart is too far away. Not in truth, not in service. If God were to test you right now, you will falter. 
If God were to test you right now, he would see that what is in your heart is not spiritual. It's carnal. So wicked servants, they use false worship. Some of them even use high talent, great talent. They are so talented and they can just jeopardize the work. If you are a true servant and you are not a wicked servant, you will not pursue money at the expense of quality and excellence that must be churned out by your local church. Your loyalty is to Christ, is to your local church, and is to your pastor. So when you are not making time in this time, who, the Bible says that the glory of a king is in the multitude. So the glory of your ministry, of your pastor, is in the fact that he has strong men, he has mighty men, he has mighty women, he has skillful people, and they can give quality for the world. To, that we can beautify the work of the Lord with our talents and giftings. But this is the time you see false worshippers. You see people who say, Pastor, I'm with you, and they are never with you. Disloyal people. I believe that you have the spirit of God and you will not be disloyal to your church. I believe that, I mean, on social media, people will be flip-flopping right now. They watch here, they watch there. Who is your shepherd? This is, true worship starts from who your God is, who your church is, who your pastor is. You see that they will switch from Keeper's House to ICGC, from ICGC to to, to assemblies of God, then to Pentecost, blah, blah. You should know. He said, my sheep hear my voice. And a stranger's voice, they will not follow. This is church. You have to take yourself into a physical space that if you were in church physically, you will not be flip-flopping. You should stay focused. This is my shepherd. God has given him a word for me this morning, and I must listen to the word, such as the word that is coming to you right now. Because the word from your shepherd is what will edify you. This is what will build you. This is what will feed your spirit. This is what God will measure you with. Not a word from a great man of God, but who is not your shepherd. So don't be using worship language. We also want to go and worship him. We want to go and serve him, but you want to kill. Why are you not on the stream at this point in time? You should be on the stream if you are loyal, if you are a true servant. Because God has a message for the house and you must be attuned to that message so that all of us can run with the same pace, run in the same line, and run with a vision. So wicked servants, they use false worship and service language as a tool to destroy the work of God, to deshine the star that, that, that is shining, the ministry. By the time you know, you have used your attitude and bad character here and there, weaknesses, flaws here and there, and lack of diligence and loyalty to just ground the whole work. But God, God wants us to be true servant. So number four, number four feature of wicked servant is that they mostly use ignorant and carnal insiders to destroy their ministry, their pastor, and the work of God. They use ignorant and carnal insiders. Carnal. Ignorant and carnal insiders. Look at Herod. He called the wise men. If you look at verse number 8, he called the wise men and he said that, look, I love you guys. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, go and search diligently for the young child. And when ye have found him, 
Bring me word again that I may come and worship him also. So, when these people went, Herod was trying to employ them. He was trying to deploy them. They were ignorant. They didn't know his motive. They were happy that they had been called into the palace. They have had a meeting in the, in the palace with the king. And they were going out there looking for Jesus. And I believe they would have returned because of their ignorance. And if they were not spiritual, because when you read down what you will find out that in verse number 12, in verse number 12, watch it very carefully. And being warned of God in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed into their own country another way. So these people were spiritual people. Though they were ignorant, they were spiritual. You, your ignorance might not give you the opportunity to know the motives of people. But your spirituality can make you discern to go another way from the way they are trying to make you pursue. How do you follow some people who want to destroy the work of God like you, you do not have any kind of spirituality to discern what is in the heart of people. And sometimes, look at simple men, about 70 men, very simple-hearted men, followed Absalom, and they died. They didn't know why they were following him, but they died. They were ignorant. Bible says, for lack of knowledge, my people perish. You should know, when people are gossiping with you, underground, they are trying to employ you to fight against the work of God, to fight against the ministry, to fight against your pastor, the leadership of the church. That's why people will call you at odd hours. And they are always talking about negative things about the church, about the pastor, about the ministry, about what they are not happy with. They are trying to employ your ignorance. And if you are not spiritual a little, they are going to destroy you at all costs. So you need spirituality. So I believe that these three wise men would have returned to Herod but for the fact that they, they were instructed in a dream, that's where your spirituality comes from. You see, spirituality is what overrules carnality in service. But wicked servants lose their spirituality and enter into carnality. That was what Paul was addressing with the church in Galatia. How come you started in the spirit and you have ended in the flesh? You can start in the spirit and end in the flesh because of ignorance, because of carnality. But I'm here to tell you this morning that do not allow anybody to employ you to work for the devil in the church. Because you can easily be employed. And normally people who employ you are people who have high status. They were invited to the palace. People who have been distanced from you and sometimes they make you closer to themselves. They warm into your heart. And by the time you know, they have transferred their wickedness, their bitterness, their offense and insecurity onto you. That's why in the church, you want to fight people's battles for them. It's a transferred aggression. It's a transferred anger. So by the time you know, your ignorance, your carnality will make you be employed by Satan to go the way of Satan to destroy the work of God. But these people were open to the voice of God. They were open to the mind of God. They could hear the voice of God. And the Bible said they went another way. Spiritual people always go a different way from the way carnal people go. They always go a different way from the way wicked servants go. It is not by force at all that when someone is offended, someone is trying to push you into something, you must follow. Your spirituality must overrule the nonsense of people. 
He must overrule the carnality of people. When you are in kingdom, you must have spirituality, your ability to discern. Someone is telling you something. It's a lie. It's a disloyal tendency. It's a disloyal spirit. And you should be able to know that I am being poisoned from your stock of spirituality. So if you don't do that, you'll be employed out of your ignorance and carnality and Satan will use you fully. But thanks be to God that there are still remnant in the house of the Lord who cannot be bought by people doing them good. People in the church can start doing you good, paying school fees, paying this rent for you and all of them. By the time you know they are sleeping with you, by the time you know they are denigrating the pastor, denigrating leadership, the church, the work of God, and they are even defiling you. When people do good to you, it has a way of weakening you from resisting their advances mentally, sometimes physically, and in other ways. So you can easily be employed by wicked people because they have been good to you, they have been close to you, they have been that, 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 that. But that will make you a wicked servant. You have to define who your loyalty is, is to God first, the church, your pastor, your leadership, and you should be loyal to yourself. Don't be employed out of carnality. That's why you have to be praying. That's why you have to be studying the word of God. That's why you have to be listening to the podcast. That's why you have to be connected to the word of God and your life will never be the same. I'm going to tell you the end of wicked servants. What are the expected end? What is the expected end of wicked servants? All wicked servants have this end. Number one, in verse 16, the Bible said, in verse number 16, look at Herod. Then Herod, when he saw that he was mocked of the wise men, was exceeding wrath and sent forth and slew all the children that were in Bethlehem and in all the coast thereof from two years old and um, under, according to the time which he had diligently inquired of the wise men. So this is Herod. He was very, very angry. So first of all, all wicked servants get mugged. First of all, you become a mockery of yourself when you are a wicked servant. So Herod was mugged and put to shame. Praise the Lord. He was mugged. When he searched everywhere and could not find baby Jesus, he felt mugged. The three wise men did not return to him. Maybe they collected his money, but they still did not return to him. He felt very much. You will feel very stupid because nobody has ever beaten Jesus Christ to this thing. Nobody has ever beaten the Holy Spirit. You can't fake it in church. If you're a church member, you can't fake it. You're a church worker, you can't fake it. If it's either you are in or you are not in. It's all or none. Following Christ or not at all. All right? So, if you do, the Bible says that, don't think that, do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. Galatians. He cannot be mocked. Whatsoever a man soweth, that he shall reap. So you can't mock God oh, as if my heart is there, my, my heart is away. Herod got mocked because these three wise men didn't return. And everything he sought to do to arrest baby Jesus didn't work. Let me tell you that wicked servant, things don't work for them. Things don't work for a wicked servant. That's the second thing to note. It doesn't matter your diligence in pursuit. It can even affect your business, your marriage, your career, your education. 
it will not work for you. And natural things you are doing. What, diligence is great naturally. Pursuit of a vision is great naturally. But it doesn't work because you are wicked in heart. When your heart is not after God and his work, nothing works for you. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Matthew 6, 33. And all his righteousness. And all other things shall be added unto you. So all other things are added unto you when you seek ye first the kingdom and his righteousness. So people whose hearts seek the world, seek other things, and do not have the work of God at heart, Things don't work for them. So the first one is that you'll be mocked. Everybody will see your shame. Number two, things don't work for you. And it could be in your marriage, your children. Your, I, am, I was in a church where people rose up in my former uh, my church I got born again to. In, in The church I got born again in. They rose up against our head pastor. Threw him out of the church. And now I saw over the time people losing their marriages. The rebels having incurable sicknesses. I saw different things. Their children becoming recalcitrant. You will be mocked. You will have shame. Again, Herod became a murderer. He became a murderer. He started killing all children, two years and below. When you become a wicked servant, you allow yourself to become a wicked servant, you become a murderer. Murderer of God's work. (laughs) Murderer of pastors. Murderer of fathers, there are sons and daughters who are murdering their spiritual fathers and mothers. As I'm talking right now, there are murderers of fathers. In the Bible, children kill their parents. Murderers of fathers, murderers of pastors. That gossip is murdering your pastor. That lack, that disobedience is murdering the ministry. It's murdering the work of God. It's making you a murderer. You are destroying church members. When you harm your pastor, you have not just harmed the pastor or the ministry. You have harmed the thousands of people who are being pastored by the person God called. So when you take personal issues with your true man of God, because your heart is failing in faith, you are destroying a lot of lives. Herod thought that he wanted to kill Jesus, but in the process, he killed a lot of children. Plenty of people. By the time you know this is your offense, this is your bitterness, this is your anger, this is your ignorance, this is your carnality, this is your fake worship will kill so many people, will destroy so many things in the kingdom of God. By the time you know you are a destroyer, you are a murderer, and you will feel in the, from the onset that it's a great thing to do, but you are, you are a murderer. You are becoming a murderer. So this morning, God does not want you to become a murderer. Finally, all wicked servants, they get destroyed by God. God strikes them. What did I say? God strikes them. If you read down, you will find out that the Bible says that, and when Herod had done all this, the Lord struck him. And I told Joseph and Mary that they can return because whoever was pursuing them, the wicked servant, is dead. One of the ways to secure your life, to have longevity, is to serve God genuinely and be a true servant. If you make yourself an enemy of God, God will strike you. So in this moment, where the church is not in a physical space, we, pastors are believing God. The Lord is expecting that church members will be church members wherever you are. Church workers will be church workers wherever you are. 
Cell leaders will be cell leaders wherever you are. Shepherds will be shepherds wherever you are. Cell members will be cell members wherever you are. Because the Lord can strike you for offering something that is not up to standard for him. Look at Cain. Cain offered unto God out of his own volition, but because it was not a prescribed sacrifice, the Lord gave him troubles. God doesn't accept just everything. And God in the Bible has just, he struck people severally. And sometimes the strike can be on a job. I don't want to describe how it will be, but God will be displeased because God is always displeased with anything that is not excellent that come to him. That's why he said, let your sacrifice be pleasing and acceptable. Romans chapter 12, unto him on his altar. So I pray that the Lord will not strike anybody. I pray that this word is a blessing unto you. I have seen people struck by the Lord, but you shall not be stricken with anything in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray that you will not be a wicked servant. I pray that you will be a great servant unto your, unto God, unto the ministry, unto your pastor, wherever you are, that you will be a great servant. This is the moment to show your loyalty. This is the moment to, 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 Cast out anything that is disloyal, disobedient. This is the moment to be a hard follower. This is the moment to be a true follower. This is the moment to say that, hey, I am on the side of the Lord. I'm on the side of the church. And I'm on the side of my pastor and my leaders. And we are pushing this work. We win souls. We push it to the mass. And something great will happen in our lives. You have been listening to the Testimony Word broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Locate us at Medina Estate, Accra, off the social welfare road between the Gulf Lane Station and Wawan Washing Bay. Follow us on Facebook at the Keeper's House Chapel International. Podcast and audio rima at Reverend Francis Auburn. Visit our website at www.keepershousechapel.org. One word. For further information, call 0244-177-831 or 0204-916-168. Or 0277-532-360. Experiencing Jesus, Bethany Minnie.